Stunning, monumental, momentous, happening, authentic, groovy, groovy, funkadelic, ready to rumble. (laughs) We used to, um, oh my god, we used to be, when we were younger, there used to always be fucking WWF or WWE wrestling or something like that, Mm -hmm. or some fighting game or something, and it always used to be like, we're ready to rumble! <laughs> this, like, this moment of like complete earth-shattering jouissance of, of childishness was yeah. just imprinted somewhere in my mind. I remember as a child, I was just like, I, I know people are telling me that this, look, that this is fake, but it looks so convincingly real. That, and, and then I also just didn't like, yeah, I just thought, why are they hurting each other? And then like all of the theatrics and I think I was just a bit too sensitive as a child. I think that's kind of the point of most of the stories of my childhood. (laughs) Yeah, but also as well, like, I mean, like basically from what I understand, you were roughly parented with a piece of corrugated tin. I was or wasn't. Yes, you were. I was, yeah. I learned everything everything I know from a bit of corrugated tin belted across my backside actually yeah by a bunch of wallabies yeah by a bunch of wallabies my mother actually (laughs) sometimes she listens to this but she broke oh she broke a wooden spoon on my bum (laughs) i i got i got the wooden spoon and then she like this was not this was not unusual in australia in the 80s uh yeah yeah. fortunately it's it's less common now but she's but wait what year were you born 87 87, which means it was only three years of the 80s. So really, I think it was probably the early 90s. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, early 90s, I guess. Um, and yeah, so there was the wooden spoon and mum smacked me with the wooden spoon and uh, the wooden spoon broke in half. And I remember that <gasps> split second of going from like pain um, to utter triumph. It was like, fuck you, bitch. You lost your fucking spoon. I don't care how much that hurts. <laughs> Actually, because I was talking a lot about spite in our last episode, and um, I think that that was like an important moment uh, for when my spite the, was born. The sharp end of a split spoon. Yeah. That was the splinter of your spite, that victorious splinter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That is the point which you've been using to hammer on from oh, there on out. Absolutely, it's the, it's the wellspring of all of my strength. I completely right. I mean, it's, also, it's like lol. It's like your 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 spoon is broken. You have no power here. <laughs> you cannot pass. You you shall not pass. Oh my god! Did I? I've, I've, I'm sure I've told you the belt story. The what story? My father and the belt story. Ah, uh, probably, probably on this podcast. Probably. I'll remind you though, because it just is indicative of like I'm. I mean, I, I This is like I was just really witness to all of this, which is like. On one of the very rare occasions that my father turned up at our house, he was there. It was like a council house or like that. He, um, my brother was misbehaving. I, I like whatever. I don't really remember what was happening, but I don't think I saw what it was. But I saw the consequences. My brother's misbehaving, and my father belted him. So he like, like whipped his ass with a fucking belt folded in half, which is quite mean. And then, uh, they're quite mean, and like, I think, but we used to got like hit and stuff like that, because it was just kind of like, it was just, uh, my mum lacked resources apart from those palms. <laughs> 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 and then, um, 
Uh, and it was always, you know, it was within, it was within at least a consequential universe that a child could understand, which is like, if this thing happens, if X happens, then Y occurs. It wasn't like random. However, well, I think it's like, it's like, it's something that like very often, especially like middle class people are very appalled by because um, they grew up in homes where the parents had time to do something, to teach them with things other than their palms, as you say. Um, yeah. So obviously it's not ideal. In fact, it's child abuse, but... <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> in a very... But it's, and exact sense. Yes. yes. Uh, but it's uh, it's a logical consequence of like the time poverty of working class mothers, I think. Oh yeah, completely. I actually asked my mum as well. I was like, Do you have any regrets about the way you raised us? She's like, I wouldn't have hit you as much. And I was like, I thought we deserved it though. <laughs> yeah, my mum also said nice. this to me. She was like, Yeah, like some kids it doesn't seem to really bother, but it really bothered you every time. And I was like, Yes, it did. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's just sort of like, I was actually, I was watching something recently and I was like, it really sunk in actually how bad it is to hit kids. Which is uh, funny because this is a teach teachable moment for you because you oh, on yeah. this podcast um, told everyone that you wanted to be able to hit kids yourself. On numerous, no, 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 no. Okay, look, okay. I think it's, look, it's just my most right-wing opinion is that I think it's fine to hit kids, yeah. okay? And I understand that's quite Victorian, but some people think there's only two genders. Yeah, that's true, now, that's true, yeah. My most right-wing saying... opinion, I've worked out on my most right-wing opinion. Oh some, my God, yeah. some desires are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 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 Are you Are saying, you saying I'm, not I'm not valid? Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like it would be weird if I was saying you were valid because you're not like a voucher um, yeah. or like a, like a metro ticket. But oh. um, yeah, but no, me and my friends, we have this. I've been joking with this with with shout out to Midget Bardo, Tammy Reynolds, Queen and Goddess. Just like we send occasionally, just when we're feeling like shading each other, we used to um, send small. Uh, uh, video messages to each other on Instagram just saying, you are so valid. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I do like, Lindy, just so you know, in my eyes, you're valid. It's just, <laughs> it's the most nothing compliment in the world. <laughs> it's like, it's you know when people are saying, it's like trans men and women, just trans, men, trans men and women, trans shit. <laughs> Trans men and men, trans men and women. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I'm not gonna edit that out. Oh, trans men and women. Oh no, wait. Um, there was um, there was a point where turfs were like because they would refuse to call trans women women. They like to call them. They were calling them trans men, and so they made a slogan saying trans men are men. <laughs> trans men are men. Yes. Oh, oh, okay. They completely scored an own goal. <laughs> oh my Fucking god. Idiot. Yeah, yeah. They're f oh god. So, um, <laughs> accidental turfery aside, um, tra so tr when people say trans women are women, trans men are men, like, first of all, like, I <laughs> it's just like, like tables at tables. I don't know. It's like, it's, it's aiming quite low. Um, Picnic but, tables are tables. And then non-binary people are valid. <laughs> it's yes, yeah. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> non-binary people are valid. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. what? 
it's like I don't know. It's like it's it's also so strange. Like um, uh, like because it's like how we just choose to argue against um, a particular thing is already kind of like it's already agreeing to the terms of certain certain <laughs> arguments. Yeah. And so if I say oozing gloop. I love you. You should not be wiped from the face of the earth. That means that I'm, I, I ad admit that in popular, like in, in, in the bounds of the yeah. argument that I will engage in, there is a position which is you should be wiped off the face of the earth. But yes. I don't think that. And it's like, I think we can, play, we can make more aggressive arguments than this. Like, yes. such as, I, I think it would be rather a pity if you were wiped from the face of the earth, if all memory of you was erased, if the fields upon which you live were, were not ploughed with salt. I think that would, oh no, wait. Yeah. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. No, no but it's, I, it's also, it's basically, it's the point is, is that in this argument, and, and ContraPoints talks about this in one of the videos. Exactly. She says like, yeah, there's this, there's like this idea of trans liberation now because it entails the question liberation from what? Whereas like trans women and women, it's like, I mean, I, so, like it's like really though because it's like well what is a woman and then Simone de Beauvoir asks this question it's a very complicated question all these things and stuff and it's like it's basically it's just again and again and again as we're not getting the people who are really causing the problem to have the discussion so it's also that basically once we it's number one it's just fundamentally shady as fuck and just fucking rude actually in my opinion to believe that you are the Indic indicator, the indicator, or the or the arbiter of somebody else's validity within that as well. For a start, like fuck off, like, and it's also this thing of like, are you are valid. It's like because before that you weren't, but now you have come along and you have been blessed by the magic fucking wand of the, of the validity or whatever. And someone's like, I'm just using my privilege to make sure other people are valid. It's like, oh fucking suck a dick, you fucking ass licker fucking prick anyway that was, that well that was actually brings us time. to our topic for this month um, oh my god it does bring us to our topic this month yeah which is christmas christmas <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into that i am queen of the heavens and of the earth empress of despair architect of your eternal suffering olympia bukakis and i am olympia bukakis oozing glue <laughs> and you're listening to our podcast Slurry Slurry <laughs> um, a slightly so, yeah. better intro than our last a, a slightly, a, An only slightly less wonky intro than our last one uh, Our last intro was great, wasn't it? Oh no, it was just I was like, wait, we haven't I was just like, I got confused by the fact we were doing it live Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah Yeah, yeah but you yeah. know, beginnings are difficult things Yep, yep, and I'm very happy that it's now, it's now not live, it's just me and, and my favourite corpse. Yeah, am I the corpse? Yeah, you know what, I feel <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a corpse with seborrheic dermatitis around my nose, I think, because I've been blowing my nose so much that, um, that my nose hurts. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe the listeners have guessed that I'm just feeling a bit defeated and crap today. Yeah, like, look, like, Christmas is not a time of power for the Nosferatu. No, it's not. And like, I, no, no. Yeah, actually, I was thinking, I always have a bad time at Christmas, but that's not true. That's my birthday. <laughs> when is your birthday? The 4th of September. Same as Beyonce. 
Oh my god. Wah, wah, yeah. Wah. And people are like, you have the same amount of hours in the day as Beyonce. And I'm like, and that's like, that's a lot of pressure to put everyone under. But like, I have, I have the same amount of hours in the day and I have the same star sign as Beyonce. So everything I do is like not measuring up to, you know, Beyonce. Beyonce follows one person, like follow, Beyonce follows one person on Instagram, okay? Like nobody, nobody measures up to her. Like, but also- Who does she follow? Jay-Z. Ah, <laughs> oh, really? That's <laughs> nice. And then it used to be no one, but like, it's also just ridiculous. But like, have you seen the footage of Beyonce growing up? Like the home movies and stuff? No. There was like a documentary about her. Basically, like there's, she's like fucking like 12 in the garden or something with like some of her friends. And they're doing like a dance routine and they make like a very slight misstep and then her father just starts yelling and screaming at her mm. about all these things because he basically was like my child is going to be a superstar i am determined of it and he sculpted her from birth to for world domination and he did a good job yeah he did a really good job that could have been me you know if my dad had lived uh, longer than three months old i could have been beyonce i could have oh been like sit like imagine see how good with a wooden spoon sorry instead you were just breaking wooden spoons yeah, exactly. With my butt. I don't know. I feel like like that was like like a, like a promising start for my butt. But like I would have thought that by now I would be better at bottoming. If I'm breaking spoons when I'm like like four or whatever, you think that right now, like now I would be like, you know, like just really good. And I'm just I'm just bad at it. No, you were just like, you know what? I'm going to become the spoon. I'm going to beat you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reclaim my power. <laughs> I can reclaim that man. You absorbed the yeah. force of that wooden spoon. Yeah. Yeah. And then I passed <laughs> it on. <laughs> There's so many. Stiff, got wood. Oh my gosh, so many things. No, yeah. like, uh, yeah, like, it is good to reminisce. It's also, you know, good to reminisce about family brutality at this time of togetherness. <laughs> oh, wait. By the way, I never finished the story about the belt. My father turned up very randomly, belted my brother, took off his belt, then took the belt off, and then he hung the belt on a nail in the threshold of the house. And then he looked at the two of us together and he pointed at just my brother, explicitly him, and said, this is for you. If you ever act out, your mum is gonna hit you with that. Not you pointing at me, you won't get hit, but you, especially you will. Who is he like the dad from Succession? What, like, what, why was he targeting your brother? He just, he was, he really, 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 and yeah, my brother has sent to me ever since. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Were you were, were you quite a quiet child? Oh uh, yes and no. I had quite. I would read a lot mm -hmm. after I learned to read, and then I would. Have so like from sixteen or. <laughs> no 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 it was it was it was seven i was seven or eight i think i learned to read because like i was i was not learning to read for a long time so yeah it could have been 16. um <laughs> and then i think i would sort of like i would play quietly by myself and then then sometimes i would play with other children and then they would just end up it would just all end up getting a bit like there would be something like rah, 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 chaotic breakdown yeah and then i would have to go play quietly by myself again i think within the yo-yoing effects uh of this set me up very well for cop culture later in life yeah <laughs> stunning stunning i was the last kid in my in my grade to learn how to read of course there were only six kids in my grade because i was in like this like like podunk village um what? i don't know yeah 
Yeah. What I did not know this. This is crazy. I went to a primary school with a hundred people in the entire like how many years? Yeah, we were sixty. Sixty. Oh my god. So it was like it was prep and grade one, and then grades two, three, and four, and grades five and six together. Um, so oh two, three, god. and four so were together. Wait. So we. That means both of us. Wait, so both of us effectively grew up in the absolute middle of nowhere. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, and so there, there was, there was, um, uh, it was like, yeah, there was, so it was four girls and one boy and me, and um, the other boy was really cool. His name was George, um, and um, and I, I, yeah, I was, I, w- I, I wasn't even the second coolest boy in that year level, um, even though I was the only one. <laughs> the gap of coolness between me and him was so big. Oh my um, god! Oh my and, god! Oh my and god. I was oh the god. last one to learn how to read. But um, once I did learn how to read, uh, I was uh, the best at it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time I like like there was a very strange ritual in our primary school where you would basically it was sort of like you at some point everyone would sort of go around someone's house to play once. Well, that sort of happened with me like numerous times. I would go like, I think probably just where the other children became curious about me and they were like hanging out a bit and they were like, you should come around my house one time. And it sort of just, but then like never again. So I think it was like, just um, that happened a lot. I mean, I had a great time hanging out with, oh fucking hell. I still remember her name. Oh, her first name anyway, Bryony, I remember what. And she did like an attic and it was full of Barbies and it was fucking great and had a great time. And then like the next day was like on the school bus and then like her brother had leaked, hashtag leaked. It WikiLeaked, there's the fact that I had come around and played with the Barbies and that everyone was um, like, meh, you're playing with the Barbies. Well, newsflash motherfuckers, cause big old messy bagger. What do you think was gonna happen with an attic full of Barbies? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But this is, the th- this is the hard thing about being a very interesting person who had a difficult uh, time socially in school, um, mm. is that <clears throat> it, it's so weird to look back, but like the people that give you a terrible time um they're just the most they're just going to grow up to be the most average boring awful people um Mm. like it's they never like it's i don't know it's weird it's weird it's weird to be born amongst the the gray the the, the gray gray. well i also i think it's also one of these things i think actually it's like i think it is very much to do with uh uh systems and circumstances actually as well like this is this is sort of it this is actually a big big, it's a big motivator by having born amongst the gray lived amongst the gray breathed amongst the gray seen the gray and the sprawl and the fucking like lumpen proletariat as well of like provincial rural like butt fuck nothing and then also managed within it as well i think it's to do with this early alienation from these things that like drives you like also as well like there's a of the many of a bunch of children and stuff uh who are all all heterosexual actually i've had god as i've been very public about on this podcast probably my my the fucking therapy of me to do with this like stuff with like my fucking father dying and like t- you know coming of age and all these sorts of things it's kind of like generational shift and sort of like looking around at everyone else sort of like who is of the same age of me and my family i'm definitely I, I, it's like ironically um uh i've actually become the most i'm my most professionally successful one yeah <clears throat> which is kind of like very 
strange because also it was very hard but I'm probably the one that listened to my mother the most of everyone because um uh with that and but also as well I think there was just to do with there was so many there was just this complete lack of ability to identify with the circumstances I was in I was continuously forced to move on to other places to find a way to to experience some form of belonging and these things and then also within in those circumstances being like right, this situation say london for example gives me something that i want but it's an incredibly competitive and fast-paced pace so i have to uh, step one has to step one's pussy up however mm-hmm. when you can just immediately you know arrive in the world and sort of belong in the immediate circumstance around you why would you step your pussy up um i'm thinking that's about why this. there's not a low-grade pussy out there but this- if we were to actually improve overall the conditions of the working classes and of the majority in various ways and all these things so we had more investment and resources rather than this kind of like artificially imposed scarcity that we all experience where we know in these uh podunk little bullshit schools there's only like x amount of cool to go around so we've got to fight with each other in a sort of proto lord of the fly sort of way to ensure that we like grab the, the cool i believe there's actually enough cool for all of us if only we would behead the bourgeoisie and redistribute those resources that's uh, that is a very very good point. That is a very <laughs> good point. I think it's also <clears throat> like what you said about like resources and um, um, and well, just like resources and conditions, um, <clears throat> but also like self determination. I think there's something that there's something that's so crap, especially about these like small country towns where like people don't really feel like they have they, they don't really have much say over their lives. Um, mm. or like this is like true of working class people in general. That's like you know so many choices are just made for you. Um, yeah. But um, that like also having some sort of say in terms of how the uh, like uh, about how one's environment works is like a really important uh, thing for humans to have. Um, <clears throat> and when the environment is fucking boring and also socially deprived then yeah, it, mean, it makes kids assholes. You know, I was thinking about what you were saying about the stepping uh, your pussy up thing. And I'm working in the studio, mm. the reason that I'm feeling a bit glum is because I'm in Hamburg uh, doing a residency and uh, one of my best friends and favorite people in the entire world, Karen from Finance, was supposed to arrive today. Um, and um, we were going to spend days together in Hamburg and then go back to Berlin for Christmas. And then um, she got shut out because she's in the UK, UK uh, yesterday. Uh, and yesterday was like, ugh, yeah. So it's like, it's, uh, it sucks. Um, and for her, I'm, she's going to go for a party at fucking Downing Street, number 10, bitch. <laughs> have you been following this, by the way? Yes, I have. The UK, the UK, the UK, the new UK rave scene where it's happening. <laughs> of, you know, tier four, people. Well, it was illegal to sit on a park bench, basically, and like all the government departments were just like popping. There's like pictures of Moe being delivered and yeah. stuff, and um, and then they all the departments gave the ex- get, said, "Well, we've been working hard, so like and it was just like working hard. We need like we're the only people in the country who have." So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a, like it's a, what's very interesting. Uh, what's very interesting about that though is that it's like it's mm. clear that the British press. Um, and the British ruling class have decided that they're no longer going to give like a blank check to Boris Johnson because he's been this appalling the whole time. Um, but like, because they knew that he could probably get the Brexit thing done 
yeah. and he could probably defeat Corbynism, um, but yeah. they were willing to like go along with him. Um, and now that those things are done, um, it seems like they like all of a sudden like the terrible things that he does um, uh, are coming like are, are no longer are, are, are things that uh, the media has decided are bad. Yes, but it's also it's also that the conservative urge, what they use to elect themselves, is your basic primordial fear of there's not enough and people are going to exploit you and they're going to take your homes and they're going to say they're going to keep everything for themselves and not let you have anything. And they basically take advantage of that. Well, and it's just like there was a meme going around being like, I can excuse spiraling into fascism, but I draw the line at a Christmas party. That's yeah. the <laughs> and then it's like, wait, you mean they were all, because also as well, like there's just news, there's, uh, the houses of the Parliament are just covered in cocaine, uh, like basically. And so we, we, it's just come to light that what has always been going on is very much there, which is these people are literally telling the same thing they're using to get elected, they're actually doing to the electorate. And they're saying, fuck you, we're gonna do all the cocaine and champagne that you're gonna pay for, give business breaks to our friends, because there's not enough going around and we all know that, so we're gonna take care of ourselves. And so we're gonna take care of ourselves, you do you. And then of course, now people are like, wait, there's more of us than there are of them. And, the, and it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. There's a slowly, slowly, perhaps this Christmas party will be the thing that makes class consciousness emerge, but I doubt it. <laughs> we can dream. <laughs> uh, well, just a little, just a little festive hope. Yeah. But so, um, we are, oh, we, we, so like, so I'm in Hamburg and my friend was going to come and visit and I was really looking forward to that. Um, and I'm working in the studio um, and um, it's very grey, I might add. It is very grey. Well, it's black and white. Yeah. Um, but like, it's it's amazing working in the studio. I'm like I'm like trying to make dances inspired by um, me taking up the uh, taking the cello up again, um, mm. and I'm having some interesting results. But fuck, it's so intense to work alone in a studio. Um, mm, yeah. And like. Yes, actually, yes, super hard line. Yeah, and like to do that when it's like really dark and it's Christmas and my friend was gonna be here. Oh, I'm just like, I'm sad, but like because, uh, because I, I realized that I'm just like, oh, God, my anxiety levels are just so, I, I function with such a high level of anxiety that I don't even notice it most, notice it most of the time. But because yeah. it's gone down a little bit this year because I medicated, um, like I notice, I'm like, ah, oh, this, this thing where I, like, the idea of planning a holiday really stresses me out, like really stresses me out. Um, mm. And so I just haven't gone on holidays for a very long time. And then, but I marvel at the way that other people are like, oh, I'm just gonna go there and like, like, I don't know. I don't know how I managed to move to the other side of the world. Um, I must've been high. <laughs> I was but, literally about to say, I remember, I remember, I remember, cause I was also saying, is you were gonna be visiting, well, what it is, right? Karen's, Karen's not come because you were going to be surprised. And I'm supposed to tell you that. I'm, I'm leaking it. I'm leaking it. I'm leaking it. Just like the Barbie info, I'm leaking it. You were about to be visited by three ghosts. <laughs> like, first of all, I'm like the one arriving, dragging the chains. And they're going to be like dragging the chains around you in the studio. And we're going to go to Christmas far. So it was... It was a cold, dark December, one million years ago. As I'm just playing the cello and you're like in this yes. ball and chain just walking around me. 
yeah. Yeah, and then Cheryl is going to appear as the ghost of Christmas past. Oh, yeah. And tell yeah. everyone about uh, Hump Day. <laughs> well, she's just going to tell me about this funny thing that she did at, did at a party on the weekend. <laughs> That's what you used to do at Hump Day. Do yeah, yeah. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, on the surface, it was a Wednesday. For those of you who don't know, it was at the club, and it was a, it was a Wednesday night, and, and Olympia was working behind the bar, and then would work behind the bar in drag, and then at midnight would do a drag number, then with a guest. But like what would slowly happen is that there would be a little bit of comparing at the beginning, like an intro. And eventually it would just turn into the, the, the intro part. The intro would just turn into like a 20 to 45 minute long uh, monologue about like chewing off people's dicks on crystal meth, either in Bergheim or like a uh, bull bar. Uh, <laughs> that, that is not true. I never told a story about chewing off people's dicks on no, crystal no, meth. You did, you did, you did. You were talking about crystal meth and you were getting really chewy and you're going, <laughs> and you were saying like, I, look, a toothy blow job is not the thing. Maybe you were getting one actually. Ah, oh, okay, okay. But, oh wow, I don't, yeah. I certainly wasn't talking about giving blowjobs while on crystal meth. No, but you were training to be a nurse at the time. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, but I'm not sure I've ever, in my memory, I don't think, but, there, I, this is this thing though that like the eternal question like of like anyone with a penis is yeah. do some people like toothy blowjobs and if like and if if yes why do some people assume that most people like toothy blowjobs or if no why is anyone giving toothy blowjobs Hmm. 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 Not everyone's great at stretching their mouth super wide. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And also as well, it's like that thing at the dentist where the dentist is like, can you open your mouth? No, wider. And you're like, you're always surprised that you can always put it wider. And then you're like, this is very uncomfortable. Hmm. And, uh, uh, I, yeah, uh, 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 yes, uh, I've been very lucky recently to be engaging in a, in a phenomenally, giving blowjobs to a very large dick. And I'm like, oh my God, like, <laughs> I, I'm becoming toothy just because it's so big. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so I'm also just kind of like, hey, um, uh, you got to be mindful of it. So I think that like some people. A mindful blowjob. <laughs> mindful blowjob. You've got to get centers. You've got to yeah. open that throat sphincter. The, the throat chakra. Yeah. Throat, no, you have like sphincters in the throat. So you sphincters all through your body. Oh, I know, I know. I'm just like, I'm just going on with the mindfulness thing. Um, Do you think that like when they, they basically, when they mistranslated chakra, like sphincter is chakra, and it's actually just that you have seven chakras throughout your body and they're different colours? Um, I think that actually that the chakra is the original pussy. And so it starts <laughs> like the, the base one is the bussy. <laughs> and then and then a little further up and there's the, the pussy and then you yeah. get to the the thrussy and then <laughs> and then there's the nussy and also the 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 ussy which is the ear the ear pussy <laughs> seriously give me a cotton bud and let me in on that ussy <laughs> <laughs> and then your solar ussy <laughs> my solar ussy <laughs> yeah Oh, and your hussy, 
which is your heart pussy. But that's the one that you don't get to. You, that's one you can't penetrate with a physical uh, phallus. Well, it has to be symbolic. Damn, <laughs> Damn you can get fucked with that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that one you feel right in the hussy. <laughs> That's actually really cute. <laughs> that is pretty cute. Someone was, um, I saw a great meme as well. I love that audio, audio visual, audio descriptions of memes I saw online. And I saw one where it, someone saw the word fussy and they were like, which hole is that? <laughs> they like, oh. <laughs> which hole is that? Which hole is that? The fussy? The fussy? Yeah, but I'm, I'm all for, yeah, I'm, I'm like, oh, I guess is the penis a dussy? Oh, God. A dussy. Like a dick pussy? Yeah. Yeah, but it would be a penis pussy, so it would be a pussy. Yeah, then, then it would be a pussy. <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Put it in my pussy. Yeah. It's like. Sorry, I'll be right back. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go sound out this pussy. <laughs> it's like, um, excuse me. I'm non-binary. I don't call it a penis. I call it a pussy. <laughs> or my pee pee for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I really like and pussy. And then you're like, yeah. And be like, yeah. And then someone else leans in and goes, that's valid. <laughs> That's all pussies are valid. <laughs> all pussies are valid. <laughs> For some reason, they just feel like this is in a moment. Is this going to turn into a platypus and crawl away? Oh my god! Oh my god! I love. Oh, I love platypuses. I really do. Uh, I've never seen a platypus. I don't. I've, I don't think I've ever seen one. Oh no! I think. I think I saw. I caught a glimpse once. Um, it could have been a carp. <laughs> um, no, but I think, I think, I, th I think maybe, because they're very, very shy. Um, uh, and I think the... M That's why they have a beak. They were just pulling a... They got so embarrassed so much that they kept pulling a duck face so intensely. It <laughs> into a beak. Yeah, or just like they, they got Instagram millennia before we did. Um, oh my god! <laughs> they've been ta taking selfies for so long that. They <laughs> <laughs> um, I love yeah, love platypuses. Um, I'm also yeah. Um, ah, and so a platypus would call its mouth a bussy. Its beak. Yeah, it's a bill. Do you want to come get some of this platypus? <laughs> yeah, it's a bill. It's it, like just like a duck. It's actually the full name of the platypus is the duck-billed platypus. Don't build platypus. Yeah. Platypus. Platypus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So maybe the whole the whole platypus. It's the it's the the pussy. No, pla platypus pussy. Why do you think they're so shy? You turn them over and their entire belly is one giant vagina. <laughs> so I think it's either the females or the males, I can't remember, are quite poisonous on their hind legs. Um yeah. Yeah, and there is a really cute video of like a baby non-poisonous platypus that um, uh, has uh, that is swimming, and it's so so cute. <laughs> it's been person trained, which like you know it really shouldn't have been, but whatever. Um, it's just so so adorable. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! So speaking of which, this is something that we've had the fancy of for a long time. I was looking into a pet raccoon. I just gave in. I, yeah. I can't do it because I was. I was just. I was like, I can't look at a pet raccoon right now because if I, if I, 
even see the slimmest thing, I will mentally obsess over this until I like talk myself out of it. But I, I will never talk my inner child out of it. And I will be disappointed forever. And so I started looking up how to, uh, you know, pet ownership of raccoons in Germany. And uh, it turns out it's illegal to own raccoons anywhere in Germany. And it's also perfectly fine to shoot them on site. What? <laughs> yeah. Do we even I have raccoons? Do we even have raccoons in Germany? There's a million raccoons in Germany. Really? I thought they were American. No, 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 no. It's after Second World War. The raccoons they came over. They snuck over in flights or something like that. I don't know, but like, yeah, raccoons in uh, there. And and there is a secret clandestine raccoon house somewhere in Brandenburg where you can visit and feed the raccoons. And I wonder if you want to go with me one time. So you have to look at, do you have to like look it up on the dark web or something? Someone made a blog post about it, so I'm, maybe they're I'm dead now. So I'm, I want to go to a Quaker meeting soon. I'm going to go with, uh, with a friend. Um, oh my God, wait, what? Yeah, because they have Quakers in Berlin. Um, Why are you going to a Quaker meeting? It just sounds beautiful. Fair. Yeah, like you just go and sit there and then you sit there with the presence of God. Um, you want to look at the fact that they have like actual hands as well? Who? The raccoons? The Quakers. Oh, the Quakers. Yeah, Most the Quakers. Most little fluffy hair. I imagine they're all white hair. <laughs> I, I, I assume that the Quakers don't wash their food in exactly the same way that raccoons do, but I do assume that they wash the pesticides off their vegetables, which would also be cute to watch. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they take the little hands and they put them together and they pray. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should get a Quaker for a pet. So I want to go to a Quaker meeting because I think it would be a really nice thing to do. And um, uh, the weekend after, I would love to go um, and feed the raccoons with you. Um, Just the way that they, they, like, I I meant to send you this. I saw a video. It's of, like, a woman uh, yelling at a raccoon in a Slavic language. Um, I, I think it's Russian. I couldn't tell. Oh, um, wait, 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 because it's crawling into the mop water. Yes! I think I sent this to you. No, and, and it's washing its hands in the dirty <laughs> mop water. And it's so dirty. And at first she's like, hey, what's this? And then she realises, yeah, no, and she's so disappointed. She's, she's so annoyed at it. She's so pissed off with the raccoon. <laughs> she's so <laughs> I'm, I'm dying to find the meme of the raccoon in the dress saying, you know what, I will cause an inconvenience. I, yeah, every time I see that, it's just, that, that's just, it's so you. Oh my gosh, yes, 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 yes. You know what, yes. I will cause an inconvenience. And it's a little, little pink, prince, pink princess dress. Yes! Oh, wait, speaking of which, what do me and Courtney Love have in common? Autism. Very public autistic relapses. <laughs> <laughs> no, thinking of I will causing it. No, I decided to. I decided I left AA a while ago, and it's been fine. I talked about it a lot on this thing, and I'm going to, to, to dabble in causing an inconvenience. <laughs> and I'm like this Christmas and see what, what exciting things are to be found. But also part of me is worried that this will like um you know some people are just like yeah I think it's fine if you want to start doing these things again. I'm like. This is sort of a bit like, part of me is like, yes, this is great. I'm glad you believe in me. But the other part of me is a little bit like, it's like they're kind of saying, you know what, Pandora, it's fine if you open the box, just go for it. How bad can it be? Well, um, she did open the box. um, Yeah. And at the bottom of the box was hope. So. (laughs) That's true. And all the evils of the world, but hope. 
Yeah, but like, can you imagine, like, can you imagine the world before that? So first of all, she was the first woman. So uh, it would be like going to snacks, you know, like, like, I think I went a couple of times and I just got sick of like hallucinating women everywhere because I wasn't used to being in an environment that was just men. And, and I was quite wasted. So I just kept looking at people and thinking they were women and then, and then realizing, oh, no, it's another like buff, muscular, shirtless guy. It was so strange. So I imagine in the world, <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't that they were con- they were contributing nothing to the appearance of of being women. It was my brain was just like, men are intense. Okay, I want I want some women around. Okay, I'll make some. Um, and um, so then, yeah. Um, so like, yeah. if you imagine before Pandora, because she was the first woman, like it's just um, like it just a terrible place to hang out. If if um, if the all evil in the world is the cost of being able to hang out with women at all, um, I'll take it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, but the problem is, right, is that all the evil in the world, a lot of it does come from, from, um, from precisely the non-woman people. But some woman managed to do a pretty good job, JK Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> but was, I saw this, I mean, with like a, like a, uh, a square, like an evil looking rodent thing. And it said, I support women's rights, but I also support women's wrongs. I like when they do bad stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, oh my God. I had a bunch of like orange t-shirts and I wanted to like print on Tiger, make print Tiger King, like saying trans for tigers, like a trans pride symbol Tiger teeth in it. Never got around to it. And then like various things like saying like, instead of Joe Exotic, no exotic. End the exploitation of animals in the natural world. And then something else. And then finally, the Carol Baskin, like for the, to address the claims of Carol Baskin, it just like, it like whether or not like she did is a completely of no importance. The important thing is that she could, and so can you, kill your husband that is. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Who cares if she killed him or not? She could could have done it she could have done it and that's the important thing yeah 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 and you, you know kill a man and feed him to the tigers listen i think it's quite likely that she didn't but that doesn't mean she couldn't do it to her current husband i believe in her i believe in her <laughs> yeah and even your husband too um somehow the way that megan the stallion says carol baskins's name in uh the song body is really sexy she says oh wait what's the line okay i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up um, because I have just watched Tiger King 2, having watched Tiger King 1, which I was a bit like, yeah, about, I was like, yeah, this is just crazy, crystal methy, working class people in America, like, of course they're terrible. But then, um, and like, the tiger abusing asshole was arrested at the end of it. But season two is great, because all the tiger abusing assholes are arrested by the end of it. Oh, really? And, yeah, and you have to watch the, you watch them all realize in real time, on camera talking to a documentary that when they spoke to a documentary the first time round, it wasn't re- about all the shady shit they were doing it wasn't the best idea yeah yeah and they're all just all it's like very interesting because it's like you see this like this you see the reality interacting with the performative reconstitution of itself yeah yeah like uh, uh, and so it's just, yeah. And even like Carol Baskin like tried to hide from it. She was like, no, I'm not gonna participate at all. But she also read all of her diary pages and put them on YouTube, which is in the public domain. So they just got the rights from YouTube and then they feature in it loads. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, cause that was really fucked because they made it seem like maybe she kill- did kill her husband. 
because they wanted it to be yes. like, there's no good guys here. But it's like, she's actually fine. She's lovely. She's super kooky. Um, but, and there is no chance that she, um, uh, that she killed her fucking husband. That's so strange. No, no, no. I don't think that she did, but I think that it's very clear that the will has been faked. <laughs> and also that there was nothing left. It's also these things of being like, where she also left, made sure nothing was left to any of his, or the, no, no, everything was left to her on this very, very shady will. Nothing was left to her, her family. She also, like, a, she also has hundreds of women volunteering at her shelter <laughs> that she doesn't pay any of them. So we want to talk about misogyny. Like, there's a fucking girl boss for a start. <laughs> like, the exploitation of women's That's labor. That's true. That's like, true. Like, she's the one, right? And then it turns out that in the second season that her fucking husband was a Jeffrey Epstein type doing all sorts of horrible things in Costa Rica, like including like, and it's very limited, but like basically, like basically uh, uh, loads of really disgusting sexual things that would not be legal in the US at all. So oh, wow. he's also horrible. So he, he may well have just been killed by organized crime gangs in Costa Rica. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> I think um, the best thing to say to that would be, um, <coughs> Num 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 num, eat it up, foreplay, okay, three, two, one. You know I'm the hottest, you ain't never gotta heat me up. I'm present when I'm absent, which is an amazing line. Uh, speaking when I'm not there, all them bitches scary cats, I call them Carol Baskins. Ah. Body yaddy 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 Yeah. I have a um I have a really wait, oh you know my beautiful I have my my beautiful problematic uh fur coat that came from the flow market, which I call Carol Baskin. Oh, really? Um, Cute. Yeah. Yeah. I Carol. And I also have a scarf that I call Carol Baskin. Like, um, <clears throat> we haven't talked about Christmas at all. Yeah, because fuck it. That's why. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I this is the second year in a row that you were demanding we do a Christmas special. <laughs> we haven't talked about Christmas at all. <laughs> you know what? I will cause an inconvenience, okay? No, but this is like when we like, yeah. No, so, no I think what we have been talking about, if we've said, you know, there have been many Christmas things that we've been talking about. And I think there's also this process. Of, I think this is also this is very interesting because it's this process of being of warmth and sort of togetherness and recognising where we're at and sort of observing it and like reflecting on these things. Because like, I just, not a single member of my family has even floated the idea that we do Christmas together this year, like at all in the slightest. Um, if I, my mum's actually working on Christmas doing the emergency lines for social work. Like, and um, just, yeah, like it's uh, uh, completely, completely gone by. You're also on the other side of the world from your family. So yeah. you can't really pop back for Christmas. Yeah, but I, I, I have a, I have dinner with, I have a tradition. I, I have um, something that I, I have dinner. Do. Yeah. Do. With your nice friends. With my nice friends. A certain raccoon is not invited to. <laughs> what are it's you doing fine. on Christmas? Well, sorry? What are you doing on Christmas? Uh, do you mean the 24th or 25th? Uh, when do people from your country celebrate Christmas? My country yeah england where, where, when do you celebrate on the 24th or the 25th in australia Sorry, it's the 25th you mean my shame uh, <laughs> 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 the disappointment you know that uh that god made the world in six days and on the seventh day he rested yeah but just before or she rested sorry but just before she rested she sat down 
on her Squatted. pussy. <laughs> yeah, her, her, she took her pussy, she wrote it. But just to get really relaxed, she squatted down on the side of Europe and she took a massive shit. And that shit formed the UK. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it's awful place. Yeah, no, so people do it on the 25th, but then in Germany, it's done on the 24th. Yeah, okay, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know, but sort of rough, like, kind of rough, but maybe I shouldn't admit to this on a public platform, but rough plans for the 25th are go to Liquid Rome and take mushrooms. Okay, cute. <laughs> yep. Speaking of autistic public relapses. Okay. But yeah. yeah, but I need to do something beforehand because I don't want the first time that I break my sobriety to be on mushrooms or to be on a psychedelic because it would just be like, just like, you're failing your program. And like the voice of many, of a hundred million alcoholics will come resounding chasing me. Okay. Through like the, the corridors of the spa. Mm-hmm. So what do you want so, to break it with? I don't know. I just need to like, do something, but I want to drink. I think that's it. So I think I was like, I was going to go get some CBD weed. Some CBD weed because the THC is too spicy. No, because you can buy it uh, very easily from the store. And then yeah. like, be like, you know, it's, I think it's important to like, You've got to stay in the shirt once, before, at least, you know, to, before you can, like, really get messy in it. Do you understand what I mean? That's, um, no, that's not something that um, really uh, uh, connects with my understanding okay. of being in the world. You've got to break in the new shoes before you run a marathon in them. Okay, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Staining a shirt so you can get filthy. It's not, it's not something that I would like to do. You've got to stain your shirt before you can relax, that's it. Oh, really? Mm. I don't know, I just made it up. Oh, okay. I have like an oily sort of stain on these pants, which won't go away, but I can't find it now, so uh, everything's coming up roses. Yeah, and I mean, you're completely alone in Hamburg, so no one's gonna see anyway. I know, I'm gonna take myself <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm gonna take myself out for dinner. <laughs> yes, I was like, you need to do it a date. Yeah. So wait, what are your, what are your, what are your ecstasy plans? I'm gonna yeah, have dinner cool. with a couple of friends. Um, and then dinner with another couple of friends on the 25th. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's, that's that. Yeah, I actually like Christmas. I, I like Christmas in Australia too, but I just don't, I don't really like, it's hard to go back to the countryside one a time that's supposed to be celebrated. Cause I often like, while I love my family, um, uh, I find it stressful and weird to go to the countryside in Australia. Um, mm. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, 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 completely. Like, oh, like, no, that's very intense. No, I also, I like, I love Christmas. I love the, I don't know, I love celebration. I love an excuse for celebration. I love, like, the, uh, the camera. It's also the fact that I used to really hate Christmas. Like, I went through periods of being like, I hate Christmas. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate it. And then I found that my rage was completely pointless and useless. Yeah actually as well it's actually something if anything if anything why really something the the uh the i'm actually i'm also feeling quite happy because i had covid earlier this year congratulations i took part of my sense of humor it took part of your sense of humor yes and i have a very large sense of humor yeah um but i'm using all of it it's like you know how like the liver can regrow up to like two thirds of its mass. Yeah. Or something. You still don't want someone to come and take away part of your liver though. I haven't felt properly right since I had Corona. I felt like mm. constantly on the edge of burnout, although I was working constantly um, afterwards. But like, I, I still get 
I feel like I get really tired. But then again, it's like, I don't know, when I, when I got the second vaccine, I took the day after off because I was like worried that I, you know, like to, in case I would have a strong reaction. And then someone was like, how were you? And I was like, I had a bit of a headache and I felt kind of tired. And then they were like, was it from the vaccine? And I was like, I don't know. I actually think I always feel this way. <laughs> yeah, 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 completely. It was, it's very interesting though, because basically the other thing is when you're literally, it's literally five days of Christmas and you are working uh, by yourself in a studio, which is a very intense sort of like thing. And then, um, <clears throat> because it's also, there's like this fantasy that, oh, you're an artist, you're so interesting, you're so self-motivated, like, oh my God, like, no, I'm not self-motivated. I do it for cheap applause and the, to get the approval I never had. There's no one around telling me I'm doing a great job and patting me on my head, I don't want to do it. Yeah, um, rehearse, rehearsing is hard, right? When you come from drag, where you just basically rehearse a little bit and then you perform and it's really fun and everyone cheers and is drunk and yeah. having a great time. Um, and then when you go to doing like, like serious studio work, and it's just like sitting in a room with the potential of your greatness. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's also very wanky because it also it, it relies on a very it relies on very authorial concepts of power and autonomy. It favors a notion of it's also as well like I mean all drag artists are artists that work with appropriation for a start. Yeah, like there's which is the and that is say appropriation which is. Um, uh, uh, and I'm using this, so I can't, oh, fuck, this. she's an amazing artist. Um, I Kelly Osborne. No. <laughs> 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 anyway, the point is, I also work with appropriation of, of people who use pre, you know, in art, there's a, a, a very traditional process, which is people who use pre-existing photographs or things and then recontextualize them. And there was a, um, two seconds, I'm going to Google it because it's actually great let's see art but like uh, all drag artists are artists that work with appropriation which is to say that then also that within these things uh you don't get to have um any copyright on your work a lot as well so the entire model of copyright and ownership and what originality even is uh completely invalidates all the modes of drag and all of these things so then of course the entire process by which you would um uh go about creating a piece is completely invalidated within this whole studio artistic concept as well hmm. within these things that's and kind of interesting right like, because um i'm thinking a lot about the similarities and differences between drag and classical music performance um and that's kind of like my main research topic this year i guess and um it's like so i'm playing i'm playing the preludes of the bach suites like one and two um, and uh, it's like if I do a performance, I don't like, I don't have to, like of that, I don't have to, as far as I know, like pay any royalties to, you know, the yeah. estate of Johann Sebastian Bach. Um, I'm not even sure if they would, anyway. Um, so like you have a text, which is um, like the notes on the page, the sheet music, and then I interpret that and turn that into a sound. Um, and actually, it's not so different what we do when we, we, when we have a pop song um, and then we interpret that and turn that into a movement. Um, mm. uh, so actually, it's like, it's appropriation, but it's not appropriate. It's, it's, it's also kind of not appropriation, right? Because it's interpretation. Because um, yeah. you like take a text and then you turn that into uh, a different medium. 
right? Does that make sense? Like what yeah, you yeah, said yeah, is yeah, true. Totally. I'm, like I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, mm. like because that is like yeah, it's. Um, but then I, I always put a lip sync in my stage shows, and I just have to include the song on the Gimmer list for the um, yeah. so that the royalties go to like whatever dickhead I've decided to do a lip sync. Yeah. Of, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also what it is as well, though, is that basically is that with the with various things, it's actually with mostly, I think, with Sester and Foster, which were two acts designed to target sex workers in the United States of America. Mm -hmm. They said that the websites that hosted activities mm. that directed people towards sex work were the people who would face the fines for doing so. Yeah. Which is to say that then if someone is advertising sex work on Facebook, Facebook is going to be punished as a pimp or something like that. And so they basically, it went into this sort of preemptive thing. So it's really interesting that every, like I will make a video that's got like a pop song in it or something like that, and then put it on YouTube. Like I did one for Brexit and it had the end of the Evangelion in it, which is a fucking no, nothing track that no one pays any attention to. And it was scanned by the algorithm, automatically censored. Um, but there's another, and automatically censored, it was like, don't copyright. But there was another fucking video went up of like these 12, like to the theme tune of the same series. And it had like 12 straight boys, like lip syncing to it, being like living their like fucking best life and like that many things. And it's got like 150,000 views on it and it's completely fine. And I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like um, how they say what is and isn't appropriate content. Mm. Things. So it, it's like, um, but there is this process by which it is scanned on the algorithmic level. And if it looks like it is coming across as uh, an infringement on copyright, because lots of things that would happen live in the stage show maybe are infringements of copyright, but there's no one from the company in the stage show, in the audience of 40 people or whatever it is, watching or, or 140 people watching to see uh, if it's there. Yeah, well, it's also like um, there's uh, they also have like agents for Gema in in Germany, which is like the yeah the the thing that you have to pay money to to, to get royalties to the artist or something. Um, uh, they have agents that go around to like not, like performance nights and stuff like that um, to like catch you um, so that that like for, in these small drag nights and stuff like that. Yeah. They've caught Are a venue that me? I was performing in. Yeah, yeah, it's a total thing. Um, Did that happen to you? No, no, luckily. Um, but yeah, it's because like normally when you do like a regular sort of like uh, event, it's like, yeah, it's like up to for up, upwards of 90 euro that you have to pay. Um, and these are events where you typically take in like 400 euro like on the door. But. That's fucking bullshit. Was it, so, um, uh, we are about to head into uh, a new Yossi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to dive into this Yossi. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we said we were going to like reflect back on the year, but I think we've just reflected back on, you know, just like stuff. But like yeah. any, any, any hopes for, for 2022? 
Well, no, this is it. The reflection I was going to say is that I realized with COVID, I lost part of my sense of humor with COVID, which is basically, to me, like losing a piece of my liver. Unfortunately, like my liver, it has regrown and I returned again. Because the problem was, is when I lost my sense of humor, I realized that I have like very intense anger issues. <laughs> <laughs> like very badly like my brother is a very angry person and my sister is a very angry person as well like there's a definite like uh so i sort of realized from this family time over this year and sort of at the end of it like and so i realized that i had very yeah i had very i had very serious anger issues and i was using all of my sense of humor to avoid it but i realized now that actually uh that um why is this? It's actually that regardless of how angry you feel, that anger is generally quite pointless, which is kind of funny. Mm -hmm. It's like you are, you know, it's like actually that the idea that you individually being upset about these things or angry about these things is actually going to change anything itself is really quite ridiculous. And it just means that, that you're like, I'm so angry about all this and, and this is, this is a wrong on the most ultimate level. It's like, yes, but you're just really being an asshole in the line of little. So yep. can you not? Yep. Like, it's just kind of this thing where it's like, it's kind of pointless. And so then the idea that, that any of this stuff sort of matters, like has restored my humor fully. And I feel like very free and very relaxed again. So I guess I would like to continue that through uh, 2022 and like just, retain my sense of humor and then mm, it's probably a lot of work and i probably wouldn't get around to doing it but what i would really love to do is just make my own tarot card deck oh stunning yeah that's because nice. there's 22 cards in the major arcana of the tarot yeah and it's 2022 oh yeah cute so it, fit, it fits in with that and i also spend i spend um the last sort of five years reading uh the years as tarot cards and 2021 is the end of it it's the 20 the 21st card is the world card so it's the end of the end of that and then there's some reflections of that so there's these sorts of things and i guess also as well like i think finding a way to really step into a sustainable modality of femme identity as well because i feel just kind of like that there's a part of my identity that is just this sad dress in the back of the wardrobe that's like maybe tonight's the night and it's never the night <laughs> ever and like like that 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 housewife who like is holding on to the idea that one day they'll wear this dress and they've held on to it for so long they, they they don't even fit into it anymore and they're just like washing the dishes sadly with a hunchback alone <laughs> That's sort of like, I feel like there's that sort of process. So that would be nice. That's something I would like for 2022. Hmm. Nice. Good posture, nice dresses. <laughs> yeah, nice drossy. Nice drossy? Ah! What about you? How are you feeling about 2022? What, what is your cardio? You do, what, you do work too hard. You do work too hard. Yeah. Like, of course you're burning out. Like, I, one of the reasons I feel good right now is because since our last gig when we recorded Story Live, I haven't done any work and I've <laughs> just been eating. I've just <laughs> been eating a lot. And, and through burnout, I burnt out really badly at the end of 2019, the beginning of 2020. Um, 
working very intensely on a show uh, that it just I had like let everything fuck up and I, I did it and I, I sewed five co- four or five costumes very maniacally and since then I've not been able to sew properly like the moment I've been sewing has been there and it's a symptom of burnout is being unable to enjoy things you previously used to ah uh, okay <laughs> so there's this so it's actually so what I'm doing is I'm allowing myself the space and time to relax and I managed to sew something for the first time like uh, I managed to sew an outfit like just for the first time and I have a couple of other things that I'm like slowly sensitively exploring into like little bits and pieces to sew and stuff and realizing there's something I can do it is easy and I just I did it but that's the only if you give yourself the time and space to to really relax and come down from it does it work whereas you you're just you're just grinding the cello. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I w- I will try and work less. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thinking. You know, I would like to be able to. Um, I would like to have the opportunity to feel hopeful about the future, um, which I haven't felt since Corona. Um, or okay, or since my breakup before that. Um, yeah, so like this sort of like thing where I can just, um, so it's been, it's been, it's been a while. It's been one hit after the other. Yeah, it was actually. And then the third one was the actual hit. Um, so, um, uh, but I started trauma therapy, uh, recently, which is really nice. And, um, uh, so I think, and all signs point to that being really good. So I would like to do a bit of healing in 2022. And I would like to find access to hope healing about the, the future. Sorry? Healing your hussy. Which one's the, the oh yeah, some, some sacred hussy healing. Um, <laughs> um, uh, and so, um, yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, access to hope for the future because like I wasn't, you know, like Omicron's really bad, but like I wasn't hoping that things were over. I just don't feel like that this is going to be over anytime soon. So, but like if there's a bit of a sun coming through the clouds, I would love that. That would be really nice. Um, I want to fall in love too. I want to fall in love. Yeah. <laughs> 2022, I want to fall in love too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are things that I want. Um, oh, yeah, I guess I won't say things that I'm going to work towards. I'm just going to try and work less and hope that I get more things that I want. Yeah. I, th- I think it's actually really, it's always really worth at certain moments, certain important moments, like the end of the year or Christmas or your birthday, which they're not important because they, of course, there's all this like bullshit around, well, these things are very important. And obviously that's not true, but there is, it was actually at the heart of the, the, the routine and the rhythm of them happening year on year on year on year and these sorts of things. I think it is worth setting like sort of taking time to, to really to set at this moment something that is significant for you or important for you in some way and stuff like that, because it allows you then these are sort of like bookmarks in our in our our a year, you know, where we think like back to to something or this or these sorts of things. And subconsciously, and I think it allows us to start sort of like, well, we set the intention and then we start moving away from it in a direction determined by that intention, mm-hmm. as we set it mm-hmm. in some way. So like, 
I think it is worth sort of like, yeah, and then like taking that time to uh, to think about that. And then also, yeah, not towards working towards things because you, you're going to be working anyway. Yeah, I think it's also a thing that I kind of need to get a bit more in control of is this like constant... Um, um, it's just a bit easier to sort of be working on something or come and somehow it's calming. But I realized, I, yeah, I don't enjoy a lot of things that I used to enjoy because basically when I stop, it's like my brain is so full of static that I just like watch YouTube or something. Mm. Yeah, I need yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah. break. Yeah, completely. And then also just like good. I have been recently, what's been really helping with my static brain and making me much happier and more creatively fulfilled is doing the morning pages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's three longhand sets of notes uh, each morning. And I'm finding it easier to express myself in emails, with texts, with all sorts of things. I'm like, right, what do I really want from this? This is the thing I want. Not, uh, and um, I'm not ready for it. And it's really, it's, uh, helping me sort of visualize projects a lot easier and just gets to the heart of everything. So, I, you know, if you like, just you can Google the morning pages if you're interested, but that's very good. And if you don't, I'm using an A4 piece of paper, but then I like separate the lines. And if you don't have time to write three longhand A4, A4 pages, which I might not, you can just cheat and get a smaller pad. Yeah. <laughs> so you're writing three small pages, mm-hmm. as it were. So, but actually, the more you get into it, like this is, yeah, it's like actually like, taking the time to do this because otherwise this this static brain is like the worst yeah it's really annoying yeah also as well like actually just finding as well that like uh the a really great way is i've just over the last few days been seeing that there's so many interesting contemporary dance performances on youtube yeah uh to watch as well so that actually and some of them some of them translate better than others but also doing this as well like actually engaging in like in sort of binge binge media, but of some kind of cultured form of binge media. Oh yeah, I've been watch. Actually, I, I could have talked about this. I've I, I've been watching a lot of um, uh, uh, videos about early Christian and Jewish um, uh, religion and history. So I could have talked oh, about that during this, but I guess I just didn't. <laughs> yeah. But we're kind of coming to the end of our uh, our of the end of of our tussy, which is uh, time uh, pussy. Um, uh, Wait, what like final tussie. words do you have for our dear listeners for twenty twenty one? Who's in group? All I want for Christmas is getting fisted. Yeah, thirty one is time. Okay. You're only 31. Um, wow. Yeah, just like. <laughs> and you've never been fisted. It would be nice to be able to just open up to really. I want to open myself to the world. You know, they say it's better to give than to receive, but I want to be ready to receive so I can really properly give. I think that's it. <laughs> uh, d- did you mean? Was all of that about fisting, or was some of that spiritual? Spiritual fisting. Ah. I think spirit fisting is a spiritual action. I think that's just it. I just want to be able to like. I just want to be a speedy also just like relax. I want to just like release that tension I'm holding, uh, those things that, that, that bars me, and I want to just open up and just just let it flow. Let the whole let, let let the whole 2022 ride inside you. Well, those are beautiful yeah. words, isn't Gloop? Um, I mean, that's what the world's been trying to do to all of us anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All we got to do is try and enjoy it. Um, <laughs> 
Okay, well, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, Oozing Gloop, and to talk to you, dear listeners. Shout out to our, like, superfan in Tenerife. Oh my been... god, shout out to our superfan in Tenerife. And also, shout out to uh, Anna Aurora. Hey, babe. <laughs> and um, uh, we will see you next year. Yeah. What's your Christmas wish? My Christmas wish? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I guess, I, 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 uh, I, I hope dinner's nice. <laughs> I hope that Carol from Finance ends up at a Christmas party with Boris Johnson, and when he asks for a line of coke, she stitches him up with K. Amazing, that's, that's a good hope, yeah. That's what I want. Get into it, Karen. Do it, Karen. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.